All right, let's talk some more about yesterday and the knock-on effect today where we got a big fade of the strength from the post-FOMC rally. Jay Hatfield's back with us, Chief Investment Officer, Infrastructure Capital Management. Uh, Jay, we're talking about interest rate hikes and how much is expected for the rest of the year. You describe uh, 2022 as being the adult swim of investing. Uh, I guess that means you got to watch out where you step. Uh, Tell me about it. Well, the adult swim comment that we actually made in December. I remember. I think we things like uh, investing in Bitcoin, which is clearly not where you want to be when the Fed is not just raising rates, but more importantly, doing uh, quantitative tightening. Most investors don't recognize that actually 800 billion of quantitative tightening has already occurred this year. And really that, in our opinion, is the key driver of asset prices dropping, assets like Bitcoin and even particularly altcoins crashing, uh, tech stocks. So it's it's clearly a tough market. We estimate there's another billion of quantitative tightening to come. Uh, some of that may be priced in. We think the U.S. rates are attractive relative to global rates. But the problem and the key tell that I would focus on is the global bond market is still selling off. And then that lowers the theoretical value of the stock market in the U.S. and overseas. So uh, where is the minefield the worst in the stock market? Uh, is it still tech? Is it growth themes? Yes, anything that you know, we, we call it a high beta or high uh, correlation to the market more than one. So that's what's already been slaughtered this year. Uh, profitless tech, tech, because that's a high beta sector. Even now, energy might be under pressure. We, our take, and I think the focus of investors should be overseas. Same thing, a lot of investors don't appreciate that when the Fed raises rates, the rest of the world is forced to, to defend their currency. Hong Kong being the most extreme example, they do it like seconds after the Fed does it. And so then we think that global growth will slow down first in Europe we'll have near zero, maybe a technical recession. So you wanna be defensive sectors with dividends. So you get paid to wait. You can reinvest your dividends at lower prices, modest PE multiples, preferred stock, which is senior to common. So be conservative. Um, it's okay to have some cash. I think it's impossible to call the bottom in this type of market because um, we're below the 200 day moving averages and we don't know what the interest rate is to discount the earnings. So you have two levels of uncertainty. Mm. As uh, we see bonds selling off uh, somewhat contained and not quite as extreme as after the May FOMC, the dollar's down quite a bit here this morning. Uh, What should we be looking for to know if uh, the market is still telling Powell that he's going to have to be more aggressive than he's been? Seemingly that was a message over the last month uh, after the May FOMC. We saw bonds sell off hard. We saw stocks sell off hard. Does it seem like the message you gave us yesterday is a recipe for a repeat? Well, I think that the key tell, like I said, will be the bond market. And now that implicit in the increases, so 3.4% at the end of the year, that's 90 basis points above neutral. So that would indicate a dramatically slowing um, GDP in the United States. So the bond market should find a top on rates or or a bottom on prices somewhere in this 350 and really we think trend back to three percent and then i think we can find a floor 
But, you know, the market was destabilized overnight because you had the increases in Europe and uh, that caused bond prices to, to rise. But what we think, Europe will slow, global bond market will start rallying and that'll give us a floor in the U.S. stock market. Okay. And so if that happens, where do you want to be? Is it going to be in more of the same or is the floor in this uh, inflationary environment, whenever it comes, is that going to mean that the energy stocks get blasted? I mean, is there a risk here that some of the winners of uh, recent will roll over whenever uh, this market comes to terms with the situation or seemingly uh, has seen some of the, the worst past? What do you want to be in when the market does firm up, turn around, whenever that may be? Well, for, it's important to note, first of all, we're heading into earnings season. We think earnings will be relatively strong. So that should support the market as well. But that's two weeks away, which is infinity from a market perspective. <laughs> and then, but energy is probably going to stabilize. We're forecasting 100 to $120 oil prices. And so we seem to have hit that top. That's bullish for inflation rolling over, particularly later in the summer when travel season's over. We're calling current travel, travel getting. So uh, possibly when uh, that happens, you do want to get back into the risk sectors, which would be, you know, consumer cyclicals, um, tech, particularly large cap tech that's trading at reasonable multiples. Um, energy, we think will stable, it might come down a little bit, but still they're gonna have strong earnings. So the riskier sectors will eventually outperform, but it seems too early to make that bet right now. What kind of timeline uh, do you think? Is this something that, you know, we're looking for basically like any minute? Uh, is the market that big of a mystery or, uh, do you have an idea maybe uh, kind of how much more uh, runway we've got for the bearish momentum that we've already seen? Again, it's a little bit uh, difficult to predict bottoms when you have no 200-day moving average, so you're not in an uptrend, you're in a bear market. But it's not that far to earnings season, about two weeks. Uh, so and normally the market rallies during earnings season. So... <clears throat> Um, we think that we're getting close to the bottom, but I do need to see you know, where the bond market's going to settle in. And that right now, our fair value estimate for the S&P is about 4,000 at current interest rates, <clears throat> but every 1% move is 15% lower. So even if you have another 25 base points reduction, that would take us down to roughly where we are here. So that's the key variable. We do think that that'll provide some support, but that gets you know, remains to be seen. The sell-off in the last week has been pretty dramatic in the bond market. Indeed, it has been, uh, and we're well above 3.4% uh, now in the 10-year yield. There is a lot of uh, worry about yield curve inversion uh, earlier this year. Uh, what's your recession uh, risk uh, probability, Jay? Last point, kind of thinking about your macro framework. I would, I would say it's 100% in Europe, uh, which will precede our, our any massive slowdown in the U.S. We think uh, growth is going to be close to zero in the U.S., which means we could have a technical recession, but it will be very mild because strong housing and energy. Keep in mind, Europe's loss is our gain. We're getting production of not just commodities, but um, also standard production, chemicals, steel, materials, <clears throat> uh, refined products. So that's going to be a big boost to the U.S., which should keep us close to flat. And then you'll see a recession in Europe. So I would stick to U.S. stocks as well. I think earnings will be better, particularly for domestically focused U.S. stocks. Okay. All right. Really helpful. Uh, like the 
mindset uh, clarity and what to look for. A little bit of a plan uh, that we can think about. Uh, Jay, thanks a lot. Appreciate your insight. Thanks, Oliver. Great to be on. Absolutely. Jay Hatfield is the Chief Investment Officer of Infrastructure Capital Management.